if you're listening to this the day it comes out, then the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is out in theaters, okay? Y'all know they do the special sneak peek on Thursdays. I go there every night. You know, I don't play it by my opening night Marvel movies, okay? I don't do no Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Well, last time I had to see Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania on a Saturday because I had other things to do. But usually... I go on Thursdays, okay? So I thought I'd give y'all a little Marvel-based episode. I had to talk to y'all about a couple of rumors out there because we, we, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by these rumors, but I'm anxious to hear y'all's thoughts because not everyone is impressed, but then a lot of people are fucking loving these castings. We got to talk about it. And then I'm going to just, you know, kind of touch on the Guardians of the Galaxy to help y'all get ready for this movie just as a refresher. Maybe you want to watch the movies, you know, this upcoming weekend so you can go and see the movies at your leisure, whatever the case, okay? Y'all, I got you. I got you. Before we get into the episode, though, drop down to the bottom of your screen or the top if you're on Spotify and leave me a five-star rating and review. You know, we love those. It's your new episode of Reality and Comics 2. Let's do it. That's right. You're listening to Reality and Comics 2, the podcast that discusses all things scripted and unscripted TV and film. I'm Kendrick, but most of you know me as your mama's favorite black geek. You want some hot takes about the Real Housewives or Love Island, or maybe you want some hilarious insight on the Marvel Cinematic Universe or HBO's White Lotus or Euphoria. Well, you're in the right place. Grab a cocktail, sit back, and prepare to cuss and fuss right along with me. Hello, everybody. I'm back again with an end of week, kind of a little mini episode to get y'all ready for the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 movie. But I also kind of want to talk about some casting rumors, okay? Now, look, y'all know they've been, for what I feel at least, they've been casting this Fantastic Four movie for I don't know how long. You know, the director of uh, WandaVision, Matt Shackman, he's been attached to this project forever. So, you know, we all have good confidence in it. We think it's going to eat, go be good, eight down, okay? But we haven't known forever. There have been so many, like, unknowns about this movie, okay? But now we finally, it seems at least, we're getting some of the most credible rumors that we've gotten thus far. And I, you know what? Normally, I don't put too much credence in this stuff, but... I'm starting to believe this. I think that, you know, some of the rumors are saying that, you know, it's been offered and accepted. Others just are just saying that Marvel has offered out the role, but I don't, I don't know that situation, but I want to talk about the names because they've got three pretty, well, they've got two pretty big names and then one big up and comer attached so far. There's only one unknown that we really don't know. Well, we don't know who will play the villain in the movie either, but we just go focus on the actual Fantastic Four, okay? Now, look, y'all know, okay, if you saw Multiverse of Madness, the Doctor Strange Part 2 last year, then you know that we met 
Reed Richards last year in that movie, but it was a multiversal version. They gave us the uh, uh, Mr. Fantastic that we've been wanting all this time. They gave us John Krasinski, a.k.a. Jim from The Office. His ass was uh, uh, Reed Richards, a.k.a. Mr. Fantastic, a.k.a. Wanda stretched that ass out. You know, so, I, you know, that was that was great for us. I liked it. I, w- I would have been okay with him, you know, playing in the, the main continuity or whatever, but that's not the case. It's okay. They said, no, we're going to give, you know, we're going to pick who the fuck we actually want to pick, but they still got to appease the fans. So I'm, you know, I'm really okay with that. So let's kind of get into these rumors. So the first big rumor that exploded on the internet recently, and you know, it was coming from sources that are normally right about this stuff. And so the first big one was that Adam Driver was offered the role of Mr. Fantastic. Now, we've been hearing that he was one of the, the front runners for a while, that he's been, uh, you know, interviewing for it, they love him, you know, all this kind of stuff, and that he's the one that they ult- ultimately offered the role to. Now, look, I love me some Adam Driver, okay? He's no stranger to, like, a big franchise, you know, obviously Kylo Ren and the Star Wars movies. Uh, and the guy can, like, actually, like, act act okay he can ike ike okay so i'm okay with this choice um i just i when i picture him in the role you know the classic mr fantastic look i'm here for it i can picture it you know sometimes they hire somebody and then you really gotta actually see him in costume and stuff to picture it no i can actually picture him plus he tall and lanky so him playing a character that stretches ain't past the imagination because his ass look like he be stretching all goddamn day anyway so you know I, I i'm here for this i actually think this could work really well I think he can play an arrogant asshole really well, which Reed has to do. Because remember, Reed in the comics always thinks that he's the smartest person in the room no matter what, which nine times out of ten, he really is, though. Now, okay, now look, I want them to put him and Shuri in a room together, and I want Shuri to still be the smartest one, okay? I like that Shuri over in Wakanda is like, look, the little stuff y'all be doing, that little round the house, you know, that's cute. You know, that's cute for America, you know, over in America, that's cute. But over here in Wakanda, you know, uh, quote unquote, third world African nation, a.k.a. leading nation in the goddamn world, a.k.a. this man came up here and killed my mama. Y'all know who I'm talking about anymore. Um, I, I still want her to be the smartest, but that's neither here nor there. Adam Driver is Reed Richards. I'm here for it. I can I can I can see that. I can see that. So. I think when this news broke, I think most people were saying, okay, Kevin Feige had said a while ago, okay, we're going to have one huge name and then maybe we'll do the rest of them as like kind of unknown characters, you know, unknown stars that we build up kind of like not necessarily Guardians of the Galaxy, but y'all know we we take a lot of uh, no name people and then like make them into names and Marvel. So, but it seems like they've been like, no, we kind of need this movie to be everything and a hand basket, so we just go attach a lot of big names to it. Because when the second name, I can't remember which one was announced first. I I want to say Sue Storm was uh, not announced, but you know, leaked first. I think it was Sue Storm, so we go, we go go that route. This one came out of complete left field for me. I don't know if this was anybody's fan cast or what the, what the situation was, but this was something I was not expecting, okay? They said that Margot Robbie, a.k.a. y'all know Wolf of Wall Street, a.k.a. the Harley Quinn over in the DCU universe, but no, not DCU, I'm sorry, DCE 
you universe she has been offered the role of sue storm aka the invisible woman now let me tell you i actually i feel a few ways about this one love margot robbie margot robbie can act her ass off i think margot robbie cast as harley quinn is one of the single best single best casting choices across hollywood comic book movie franchises i do i've always thought that i think that she is absolutely everything okay it's harley quinn i think okay let me let me get on my soapbox for a minute i think that harley quinn and uh birds of prey is one of the most criminally underrated comic book movies ever okay i think people paid that movie dust because it came out like literally right before the pandemic people was getting a little schizzard they didn't go see it the way they needed to that movie ate down okay that's still a movie i can rewatch anytime harley i thought it would have gotten annoying having like a full you know two hours of her but then she popped back up in the suicide squad and everybody loved that too so harley amazing casting margot robbie you go girl with that being said i think that would I think that she could do, you know, can she do a Sue Storm? Absolutely. I think she would knock it out of the park. But doesn't it kind of feel like that's such a, ooh, how do I say this? Doesn't that feel like such a boring route to go after you've played Harley Quinn? Like, no offense uh, to all the, you know, the Sue Storm fans out there. Not the most interesting comic book character. Now, I know, you know, this is Marvel's first family, you know, the Fantastic Four. You know, they that's Doctor Doom and Galactus and a Silver Surfer. You know, they have all these, you know, iconic comic book villains and they've done all these iconic comic book ventures. And I'm actually, I barely, okay. Just a little, you know, a little tea. Don't tell nobody, okay, except the folk that listen to this podcast. Don't tell nobody else. I'm, I don't read much of the Fantastic Four. Obviously, I read like a lot of the, the bigger comics that they're, I, you know, I, they cross over into the comics I read all the time, but they're not a family or a group that I just like, oh my God, I'm in a Fantastic Four mood. Let me go read them. Yeah. And you know what? Okay. Let me blame this on my best friend. He has always, 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 I think I've told y'all this many times too. He hates the fantastic four has never been a fan he cares nothing about these casting rumors he's like get this shit out of my face don't care don't bring them to the mcu get they ass out of here so he don't give a damn and i think that's rubbed off on me a little bit because i really really don't give a damn either but i'm making myself excited because matt shackman is involved now y'all saying adam driver and margot robbie might be involved so i'm like okay i'm a care I'm going to make myself care. And I know there'll be a big part of the MCU going forward. I'm going to make myself care. I'm into this. But I just feel like, do y'all get what I'm saying? I feel like Margot Robbie going from Harley Quinn to playing Sue Storm, a.k.a. the Invisible Woman. That just seems like, I don't know, it seems like one of the most prolifically boring (laughs) shifts in comic book history. I don't know. I'm just... Not into it, but hey, who am you know? Who am I in the grand scheme of things? Nobody but Conjurik Tukel. I don't know, but um, you know what? If she gets the role, I'm interested to see her take on it. Maybe she can eat the way that. Okay, let's talk about it. Cause did Jessica Alba eat the way she needed to eat as Sue Storm back in the day? I don't know. I'll let y'all tell me. But my answer is, meh. 
Not really. I don't think nobody really ate in them movies. But I mean, you know, Chris Evans ate down. That's why he got off with the role. You know, of Captain America. I'm just saying. But I don't know. I I I don't know. I, I this was kind of a. Now I don't want anyone to think that I'm hating on Mar, uh, Margot because I actually loved. I kind of loved this, but it just seems like for her trajectory this seems like a i don't know a boring choice can y'all do y'all know what i'm saying like after playing harley quinn for all those years it just seems like wow sue storm that's the next comic book role you want to take on i would think you'd want to take on uh i don't know who uh uh who's a i don't know not a not a like a psychotic character but someone that's like a big name uh kind of i don't know I, I would want her to be like a not a big bad in the mcu but like a villain that pops up a few times. I think she could play a villain role really well, you know, really well. You know, she plays Harley Quinn, who's obviously, you know, both heroine, both villain, you know, depending on what comic you're reading. And she does that really well. But I don't know. I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm torn. Okay. I'm torn. People would love it if she's casted, but you know, I, I'm torn. Okay. I'm torn. So that's two of the four fantastic four members that we know so far. Now, there's one, we don't know anything about Ben Grimm, a.k.a. The Thing. We don't know, we know nothing about this. We've only heard those kind of weird rumors that, I think, what did they say? They said they were looking for something, but it, they're looking at anything, man, woman, any race, religion, or like that, which, you know, fine with that. But I I don't know, I thought they were going to, like, you know, go a certain way. I could actually see them hiring a non-white actor for this because I don't think they've done an all-white team. <laughs> in a long time and why should they you know so i'm okay you know however they go in this direction i think i'm okay but i think that if these rumors are true that you know these three i haven't gotten to the third one yet but if these three people are who they've gone for for uh reed richards sue storm and johnny storm then i could see them kind of uh making a little bit of a change with ben graham i can see that you know we got a uh who wait a minute this could be crazy who did uh Michael B. Jordan? <laughs> Who did Michael B. Jordan play in the Fantastic Four reboot a few years back? I can't. Uh, was he Johnny? I don't know. But I can see them doing a team like that where they make someone else, uh, you know, a person of color. Or I can see them going the uh, a woman route too. I don't know. I can see a lot of things because I think Marvel is really trying like their hardest to be way more inclusive than they have been in the past. Which is why you see so many people hating on it now in uh in the current day. Just saying. Y'all know I'm right. Quit playing. Um, so I, I'm I'm curious to see who we start to see as rumors for Ben Graham. I I'm curious to see that be uh I'm all these rumors I'm okay with. You know, I'm I don't hate any of this. I'm you know, but I also didn't have much stock invested in the Fantastic Four anyway, but I'm giving it all I've got, <laughs> I'm giving it my praise, whatever you want to say. I'm I'm okay with any of this. Johnny Storm, we're hearing that role has been offered to Paul Mescal. Now, if y'all don't know him, there was a TV show on Hulu a couple years back. I want to say in, it was like at the height of COVID because I remember watching with like along with, you know, the audience and it was called uh, Normal People. And he child, he was butt-ass naked in that motherfucker a whole lot of times. Penis just out for Johnson flopping in the wind, but that's neither here nor there. But he, uh, fantastic actor. I think since he, like, kind of jumped on the scene in uh, this show, 
he has gotten like an I think he got an Emmy nomination for that one. And then just recently he had uh an Oscar nomination for After Sun. So obviously Marvel's like, okay, we need to get like some high caliber, like some people that can actually act in these movies. I'm here for it. And now look, y'all know Matt Shackman, he can get somebody a nomination, okay? Those damn WandaVision nominations were off the chisane, okay? So they were, you know, they didn't nobody win none, child. But they were at the Emmys, okay? They they got a whole lot of Emmy love that year. So kudos to Matt Shackman. Let's do it, okay? Paul Mescal, I'm actually very here for this choice. Very here. For a while there, there were, I know Austin Butler was kind of putting down in the atmosphere that he would really love to play Human Torch. I would have definitely been okay with that. We just, y'all, we just got that trailer for, uh, for Dune and he looks so creepy in it. I never in my life want to see Austin Butler without hair again. That is the scariest, creepiest shit I've ever seen in my life. Hate it, but you know, he, he go, he go eat that roll up, you know, anything's in day's end, she go eat it up. Uh, call me by her name. He go eat it up. Y'all know Lu- uh, Luann Delaseps Jr. What's the boy name? <laughs> uh, uh, Timothy Chalamet. You know Chalamet the God. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Um, but anyway, Paul Mescal, great choice. I'm here for it. I think he go eat that roll down if it's true. So if these are our three actors that we know so far, I think the Fantastic Four is in great hands. I really do. I think that we're looking good. I will repeat again, I'm very curious to see who ends up getting offered the role of Ben Graham because I've seen, I will say, one of my favorite fan castings before, like, I really thought about any of the other any of the other ones. I thought that the whole Seth Rogen is uh, the thing. I actually thought that was pretty good because I can see him doing that role. You know, I, he, <laughs> I can see the, the thing talking like him and all the kind of stuff. I can see him as the thing. I don't know about Johnny Graham, but you know, it, it might work out. I don't know who cares. Uh, I'll keep y'all updated on this. Cause we really have one more. And then I think they're supposed to start filming shit sometime soon. Right. They've got, I think the movie's supposed to come out in at the end of 2024. Maybe I might be lying, but you know what? Marvel has been shifting some of these projects. So, no telling when the Fantastic Four is coming out. I'm here for it. I'll keep y'all updated about it. We'll we'll follow the story, okay? Now, let's kind of talk about a little bit. You Listen, y'all know I'm so damn long-winded. I'm supposed to be giving y'all a little mini-episode. Mini-episodes will be ended by now. But I've been talking about these damn casting rumors this whole time. So let me kind of get into the Guardians of the Galaxy and help y'all. I tell y'all what to revisit if you want to revisit it. Kind of give y'all the just the big, big, big level facts that you might need to know if you don't want to go back and watch them. And so you can, you know, go into this weekend with open arms and open legs and open mouth like I'm doing. I'm very much ready to receive it. Now, if you just want recommendations about what to watch, you know, you want to have your little movie marathon this weekend, then, okay, look, I got you before you go see it. I got you. I got you. Some of y'all like to slip into the movies, you know, during the weeknight where it's not as crowded. I got you. Okay. Look, you're going to watch Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. You're going to watch Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. You're going to watch Infinity War because obviously that's, Man, the Guardians played... Uh, you know what? They said that the Guardians weren't supposed to actually play a role really in that movie at all. They are supposed to play a little role in, like, Endgame. But, woo, that would have been a very different movie because, they, damn it, they were damn near the entire Infinity War. But they played a big role in that. Make sure you watch Endgame. Now, look, them two movies right there, that's five, what, five and a half hours of movie viewing experience by themselves. So, 
Whew, make some popcorn, child. Um, you're gonna watch Thor: Love and Thunder. You see, that's really not required because they were only in there for so long, and it didn't really move their story along at all. All you need to know from that is that they dropped Thor ass the fuck off. They didn't want to fool with Thor no more. They're like, child, get the hell out of here. So Thor left and he on his own now and he with uh, you know, uh Kraglin and no, not Kraglin, uh uh Chad Korg. He with Korg and you know all them people now. So we just gonna let him be there. So I hate to make oh this is so shady. I hate to make y'all watch Thor Love and Thunder because the way y'all be talking about it it's the worst movie ever made in the history of the planet. Now, look, I, I agree it wasn't the best, but damn, like, calm down. Uh, I, I don't want to make y'all have to watch that again, so you really don't have to watch that. But if you want to see all of their appearances in the MCU, then this one is one that you have to watch. But if you want to skip that, I'll be okay with y'all skipping that and just watching five. So, Volume 1, Volume 2, Infinity War, Endgame. And then, remember... They dropped the Christmas special last year, and it actually is going to play a role into, like, kind of setting up the rest of their story that you're going to see in Volume 3. So, I do recommend that. That one is just a special presentation. That one is less than an hour long, and it's a fun watch. You get to see a lot more of Nebula and a lot more of, uh, uh, child, Dave Batista. What's the damn man name? Drax. You get to see a lot more of Drax. So, if you like those characters but want more... You get to see it, and that it's a very, 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 very fun watch. I think it's in my holiday rotation now. I really loved it. Okay, Marvel has been doing these special presentations fantastically, so I'm I'm here for them. Okay, so let me kind of start. So, kind of at the beginning, this is so, I'm gonna call this a, a Ghetto Man's recap because <laughs> Ghetto Man's guy at the Marvel. Okay. Uh, the Guardian, so we got Peter Quill, he's our main guy, y'all know that's Chris Pratt, I know, people got feelings about Chris Pratt, I don't really acknowledge his raggedy ass, but, you know, I, 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 I'm so damn, uh, and, you know, what's it called, indifferent to Chris Pratt, whatever, um, we got Peter Quill, you know, his daddy is Ego, who we meet in the second movie, but they don't play nothing into the first one. You know, uh, he's the buff-ass Andy Dwyer from Parks and Recreation. You know, he came and got real buff in this movie, and people were like, oh, okay, you kind of fine or whatever. And so, you know, that's when his whole career blew off. That ain't got shit to do with the movies. But anyway, uh, he is, like, on a mission from uh, his, like, not real daddy, but like the daddy that raised him. Uh, uh, oh shit, why am I forgetting his name? Um, Yondu, Yondu, the blue man with the little tomahawk mohawk that he shoots off, and it goes around and hits people. You know, well, no, that's not it. Uh, the other thing hits that, but you know who I'm talking about. Yondu, blue skin, uh, red tanga tang. Okay, so he sends him on a mission to get this orb. The orb actually has. Oh boy, I hope to get. I hope I get this right. I think it's the Power Stone. You know, this is during the Infinity Saga. So all of these movies de dealt a little bit with collecting the Infinity Stone. So I think inside the orb was the the Power Stone, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. That's the purple one. Yeah. The Power Stone was inside those orbs. They didn't know what was in it, though. Uh, they just knew that they sold this orb. They can get like four billion credits or something like that. So he tries to, he didn't, he double crosses Yondu, tries to sell it. The man didn't want nothing to do with uh, Ronan, the accuser, who was the one that they were supposed to be getting it for. And, uh, you know, Ronan, you'll need to know his name because in the new, the Marvels movie later on this year, there's going to be a new accuser. I don't think Ronan is in it, but there's a new accuser out there. And she's uh, uh, Tom Hiddleston's real life fiance. That was an Ashton uh Zaw, I think it's her name. She's playing that role and I think she's like the new accuser amongst the uh 
the Cree. So, you know, we'll we'll see how that go. But that's gonna be I know she gonna eat that shit down. Um what else, child? Uh oh, so he meets Gamora outside of that. They get to fighting, but then uh, you know, Yondu put a bounty on Chris Pratt's head. <laughs> Y'all know I'm going fast, so so I'm forget default. Uh he put a bounty on his head, so that's where um Rocket and Groot come in and then all the asses get arrested. While they in prison, they meet Drax, and that's how the Guardians are formed, because they all break out together. And then by the end of the movie, it's love that conquers all and friendship and all that kind of stuff. And one of the things you need to know is that Peter was able to grab an actual infinity stone. Now y'all know humans and infinity stones, that this shit is way too powerful, but it's explained more in the second movie because we actually find out that he's half celestial. Now, you know, the word celestial, if you've watched the Eternals, if you haven't watched that too, that's good to know. But the Eternals, uh, we get phase four. We've been really introduced a lot more to gods and their avatars and all that kind of stuff. And Ego is like a celestial, but he had his own like avatar. He was a hunching everything in the solar system. So he going around hunching down, hunching down, hunching down. But he fell in love with this uh, Meredith Quill on Earth. He hunched her down. She had a baby, obviously Peter. We found all that out in the second movie. But uh, the thing you really kind of, you know, I don't fool with volume two like that. It's okay. But I really, I love the first guardians of the galaxy movie, but me and my f- best friend argue about this all the time. He loves volume two, but y'all know volume two is kind of a little polarizing amongst the comic book movie community. I didn't see it for it, but who am I? But a lowly man that's recapping this shit <laughs> for your damn pleasure. Okay. Um, the, I, I, in my opinion, the main thing you need to know about the second one, is that there's uh he has an assistant that he walks around with uh ego at least ego is a celestial he's the living planet that's how we know him ego the living planet but he has an assistant named mantis and this is important for peter quill we found out later on in uh the christmas special i you know spoiler alert if you haven't watched it we find out that that is actually another one of ego's children like we i think we were hearing that all what was it? All his kids were killed, and you know he didn't want to get too attached because some of the kids—I don't know—something. But Peter Quill lived because you know he was actually a successful kind of uh, offspring. But he kept Mantis too. So this is how in this movie, you know, Mantis finds this out, or she knew it, one of the two. But then she reveals it to uh, to Drax, and so they know that her and Peter Quill are related. So it's you know it's a good little you know good good little ride or whatever. But, you know, go back and watch volume two at your own risk, you know, whatever. It's got some cool scenes, though. The scene with uh, Yondu and that that uh, whistle thingy, I always forget the name of it. But with that and then, you know, taking out half the ship, that's good TV, okay? Good television. Um, Infinity War. They play a huge role in Infinity War because the Guardians, uh, how did they kick this off? The Guardians, you know, uh, Gamora is the daughter of Thanos, and Thanos is, you know, big guy. They flying in space and all of a sudden, pow, Thor, you know, at the end of Ragnarok, uh, Thanos was basically invaded the ship. Then at the beginning of the movie, he killed Loki. And then uh, they sent the Hulk back to Earth and Thanos blew the ship up. And then Thor was just floating in space. The Guardians found them. They brought him in. You know, that's how we got like kind of the, the ass Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Love that joke. Uh, they got the ass Guardians of the Galaxy. They split up in the teams. They find out, you know, we well, we've always known, but Gamora is the daughter of Thanos. Thanos is the mad titan who's doing all of this. He's the big bad of phases one, two, and three. 
and uh, you know they go they split up and then uh you know thor ain't got a, ha a hammer no more hella who was uh who was that kate oh boy i've told y'all before i get my kates mixed up kate blanchett i think kate one of the Kates, child. The Kate, she took that damn hammer and she, pow, blew it up. And, you know, that's near. You ain't supposed to be doing all that, but she's a, a god, too. So she she cracked that thing wide the fuck open. Um, After that, he needed another weapon. So he took Groot and he took uh, uh Rocket. They went over to, uh, <laughs> to Peter Dinklage from Game of Thrones. And he helped make them another one. Because, you know, he's the one that made the Infinity Gauntlet for Thanos. So he made him a weapon. You know, half of it is Groot's arm. You know, they had to figure out some things. And so he made the axe and all this kind of stuff. And that's, you know, that's good tea. But then... Uh, the other half, you know, Gamora is off with Thanos. Thanos sacrifices her for, uh, the soul stone. You know, the red guardian is red skull, not red guardian. Red skull is keeping that. And so on uh, never the leer. Um, so they got that. They go and, uh, she's dead now. So she got the picture. Remember that current Gamora is Deadington. Okay. Deadington. But when Peter Quill and the other ones encounter him, he tells them that they, you know, Peter ruins the plan. He fucks up all this stuff. Dr. Strange gives him the infinity stone. Uh, you know, Thanos goes and wreaks havoc on earth in Wakanda. And then we get to end game. Uh, half of the guardians are gone. Groot, I'm not Groot, uh, Rocket is still there. You know, he a lab, you know, that's good or whatever. That's nice. Um, we get to see, oh, my TV was doing something real weird. We get to see, uh, old school. Well, I'm, I'm saying old school, like the, the version of Gamora and, uh, and Nebula from years ago, those versions and Thanos actually, because Thanos dies at the end of Endgame. but they got those older versions. They come into, you know, the future or whatever, cause they're able to get there. Cause they doing all this damn time traveling in this movie. And uh, this version of Gamora, who has no interactions with the Guardians yet, this is who you're going to see in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. You know, she's there. Nebula, old Nebula dies, but current Nebula is still alive because she's the one that's done all the growing and stuff like that close to the team. So they really kind of flip roles, which will be an interesting dynamic. But, you know, they help save the world. Congratulations. And then the two main things you need to know from the Christmas special. Two things. One, the Guardians bought Nowhere. So, you know, this is the the the, uh, the planet that... Nowhere is, I think, the, the floating celestial head that's, you know, no one's on there. So they're there. They have their own little town, all this kind of stuff. Cosmo's there. Let me tell you something. I play Marvel Snap. If y'all play Marvel Snap, then y'all know Cosmo is one of the most infuriating fucking characters. So there's... I, it's got to be a game where I have such hatred for this dog like it's a dog it's supposed to be a cute character i hate that damn dog so much because it fucks up all of my decks so bad i hate that but that's neither here nor there uh you need to know that and you need to know that uh mantis and peter quill are brother and sister so i did she reveal i why can't remember i think she reveals this to him at the end of the movie but I don't know, but you'll, you'll see. It's only less than an hour, so go watch that. So if you really need some recommendations, I would say watch Volume 1, Volume 2, Infinity War, Endgame, and then watch the Christmas special. Leave th uh, Thor Love and Thunder out. You don't really need that because they're barely in that movie anyway. All they do is really just drop Thor ass off somewhere so he can go live his own damn adventure, okay? 
Whew, my throat is sore. I tried to do that as fast as I could. Y'all, if you need to add anything, I think that you don't really need to know much about them. This is about the end of the story, okay? I'm hearing that this this is a fantastic end to their, you know, finale. I'm wondering, see, everyone is saying, you know, we're, we're thinking that Rocket's going to die. Some are saying, no, Drax is going to die. I'm curious to see what happens because I think that Mantis and Peter Quill are going to get very close now that they're siblings, and I think one of them is going to die. That's what's going to be the heartbreaking thing. I don't know. I'm going to see. Maybe Gamora, you know, child, Zoe said I've done and I want to play this damn role no way. So <laughs> she tried to go back and be blue for Avatar. She, you know, let the lady do whatever the hell she want to do. You know what? I'm about to start dragging Zoe said I've done. I don't want to do that. Y'all, I've been Kendrick. You've been you. And I'll see ya. Oh, wow. You sat through that entire episode? Well, aren't you special? You deserve a treat. Why don't you head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave me a five-star rating and review for free. Need to contact me? Email me at realitycomics2 at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram for hilarious memes and up-to-date information about the podcast at realitycomics2. That's T-O-O. Reality and Comics 2 is a Cloud 10 and iHeartMedia podcast. This is Kendrick, and I'll see you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.